welcome to the Tempest Rising podcast, adding a little thunder to your week. I'm your host Celeste, creator of Project Tempest, bringing you this free training to help you optimize your existence and own the storm. Today's topic, resilience. So welcome back to another episode. This week we're going to be looking at resilience and it's something that I feel is really, really important when it comes to pretty much everything in life. I'd probably consider it to be one of the vital qualities that you need to possess. So what exactly is it? Well, psychology today says it is uh, an ineffable quality that allows some people to be knocked down by life and come back stronger than ever. Rather than letting failure overcome them and drain their resolve, they find a way to rise from the ashes. So for me, it's a case of getting back up when you've been beaten down. It means coming back stronger than you were before and doing great things in the face of adversity. I think it differs from mental strength in that it's about what happens after an event, whereas mental strength is about dealing with the stress and situations that lead to events. Um, Generally, people who have greater mental strength tend not to suffer from um, as many traumatic events as people who don't have that same mental strength. But there are some events that are unavoidable in life, death, loss, illness, um, all, all those kinds of things. No amount of mental strength can help you avoid them. But with resilience, you will be able to go through those and to keep going. It will help you get back on your feet, moving forwards again. Um, whereas the people who are less resilient will, suffer, uh, resilient will suffer more from these types of situations. It's possible to have good levels of mental strength, to be strong mentally, but have very low resilience and vice versa. Um, Ideally, we'd have both, and together that becomes an unstoppable combination. I think as human beings, we're born resilient, it's in our nature, but the strength of which does vary person to person and is dependent on a number of factors. Um, Some of those factors include a person's sense of autonomy, so how um, independent they feel or how dependent they are on their family um, or relationships. Being able to be self-sufficient does make you more resilient. Um, It makes you more self-reliant. People who are calm um, and rational, can't get my words out today, rational, and able to plan things and carry out planning also tend to be more resilient because they're able to focus in on what needs to be done irrespective of the inner turmoil that they're feeling. And along with that, people who have higher emotional intelligence um, also tend to be more resilient because they're able to find meaning and purpose behind the things that are happening to them. And when you have meaning and purpose in life, it's easy to carry on. Similar to that, they're people who tend to be of strong character, they are, you know, full of integrity, they are curious, creative, they're quite balanced individuals, Um, they may have an altruistic nature, so they give back a lot, Um, they're skilled in communicating, which means that they can 
express what it is they need in order to get past situations. And they're also adaptable. So they have the ability to persist. They have the confidence and the flexibility to change plans and things if they're not working. They understand that not everything can can be controlled by them, but they are creative enough to come up with a means of solving their problems. They're good at coping and coming up with strategies. They've also got really good habits. They make sure they take care of themselves so they get enough sleep. They make sure their nutrition is on par, they're exercising. And rather than relying on substances like drugs and alcohol to cope, they rely on themselves. So they've got that level of self-esteem where they know that they can rely on themselves to get through it. So you may recognize some of those characteristics within yourself. And if you do, that's amazing because it means you've got a good amount of resilience. Um, And that does matter because life is hard. And to get anywhere and to press on, you have to be able to deal with shit. You have to be able to bounce back. Because if you can't, what's the alternative? Just wallowing in your suffering and ending up a victim. And as we discussed in the last couple of weeks um, worth of podcast, being a victim is not the path to optimal living. So resilience really does matter. It is a necessity. But how can you cultivate it? Because as I said, everybody does have a level of resilience. You're born with it. Um, It's something that you develop as a child, but some people have more than others. I think the first thing to do is work on yourself by improving the characteristics that I mentioned earlier. So your ability to be self-reliant, to be independent, to be creative, to be a planner, to have emotional intelligence, to have a purpose and a meaning, all of those things help you become more resilient because these things create a balance between your body, your mind, your heart, and your soul. And there's a whole load of ways that you can do this, ways that you can improve those characteristics, but I'm going to get you to consider just one today. And it's to do with your emotional intelligence. Um, Part of emotional intelligence is being able to accept what you're feeling and to feel it to its fullest. So to embrace it. And when you do that, you will naturally build up your tolerance um, and improve that emotional intelligence. You'll learn to understand your emotions. You'll learn how to deal with them, which will obviously impact how you choose to act which will affect how you bounce back and is thus a vital component of resilience. Being emotionally intelligent is really, really important in life. If your emotions destroy you, you are never, ever going to be able to live the life that you want. I was pretty much emotionally retarded when I was a teenager on the golf course. My emotions would get the better of me and they would absolutely destroy me. Um, And you can read a little bit about that in my book, um, I've written about the experiences I had on the golf course and how that became a trigger for me to try and open up my mindset and improve myself as a person. And part of that was becoming more emotionally intelligent, learning how to deal with things. Everybody feels it's part of being human. We all feel we have experiences. Those experiences bring feelings. Those feelings dictate how we act. If you can control those, you can control how you act. So within your call to action today, we're going to have a little go at working with emotions. We're going to do a body scan. It's a very, very simple exercise. I wouldn't call it 
quite the same as meditation um, because it's a little bit more active in the thought uh, processes that are going on, um, but it's not dissimilar. It would be something that I would maybe start with as a precursor to meditation. So if I've got someone who has never meditated before, this is probably what we'd start with. So the body scan is an opportunity to go through what you're feeling and to just sit with your emotions. And there are other ways to do this. You know, you can journal, you can go through some free writing, you can do reframing um, exercises. But I think this one is quite profound because of the connection that it creates between your mind, your body and your heart. So I'm going to go through the instructions on how to do it. And then I'm going to give you a little bit more detail in a minute. So to do a mind-body scan, you're going to sit yourself down in a quiet place where you know you're not going to be disturbed. Ideally, you'll be sitting up straight um, with good posture, but if you do want to lay down and you feel like you need to, that's fine as well. So you're going to close your eyes and you just take a couple of deep breaths just to center yourself. Then beginning at the top of your head, you're going to work your way down the body piece by piece, seeing what you can feel. Is there tension? Is there pain? Is there discomfort? How does your posture feel? How does your breath feel? What's the temperature of the room like? How does the chair or the bed feel underneath you? So you're working down your body piece by piece, feeling that body part, making a note of how it feels. And then you're going to take it a step further. You can say thanks for your body. So every time you go through that body part, Appreciate it. Appreciate that body part for all that it does for you and everything that it can do. So when I do this, I actually like to start at the bottom of my body and I start with my feet and I pay attention to how my feet are feeling. Are they warm or are they cold? Are they a little bit sore because I've been walking a lot? And within that, I will then go through how how much I appreciate my feet because they allow me to walk, they allow me to run, they allow me to travel, they afford me the ability to train. All the miles and thousands of miles I've walked across golf courses and in countries and all over this country, I'm thankful for my feet. So just that little bit of appreciation for each of these different body parts as you work your way through. Once you've done that, you can take a moment just to put your hands on your chest, right in the centre of your chest, And take a deep breath in, right into your heart. Really focus on filling your heart up. And then just hold it for a few seconds and then breathe it out. And you're going to do this for five breaths. Then you're going to do a quick scan of how you're feeling. What are you feeling in your heart? What emotions are you feeling? You're going to recognize it, but don't try to do anything with it. Don't try to force anything. Just sit with it feel it in its entirety and then when those feelings start to fade or they become more comfortable then you can open your eyes grab your journal and write down any notes any things about how you feel um, any notes of gratitude for your body anything you feel is relevant because this is a hugely powerful exercise so take your time with it and do it regularly it doesn't have to be perfect you, you know, you don't have to get wrapped up in the specifics of it. You just need to do it. Just taking that time to sit with your emotions, to recognize that they're there and to accept them. 
I'm going to put up a link to some instructions in the blog for this. So on celestecurry.com in the creation section, you'll find all of my blogs and you'll find all the podcast blogs, blogs as well. There will be a link. Click on the link, chuck your email in, and then I will personally send you a PDF of instructions for your mind body scans. There'll also be other links up on SoundCloud um, and various social media pages. So there's no excuses for you not knowing how to do this. Download it, read it, and then get on it. Let me know how it goes. Leave me some comments. um, Contact me via social media, anything you want. If you need further information on this as a practice, please feel free to reach out and I will get back to you. So we're going to be back next week with another episode There's some exciting things happening within Project Tempest, but I will talk to you a little bit more about that next week. For now, go do your mind-body scan, and I'll be back then.